Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Jenna. Hello. Hi, friend. Welcome home. Thank you. I'm just trying to get your energy <laughs> off of me. Oh, <laughs> you wow. seem like you're so tired, so tired and I'm so sad for you. I am so tired. Just came back from a little Midwest revival tour. A little one. You know, I had been saying it's 10 days, like sure. as I'm planning, as I'm packing. Like it's just 10 days. Yeah, like that. 10 days. 10 it's, days is long, Beth. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Tell me. It's 11. Oh, how funny. It's 11. I wasn't counting the last day. Let that last day you. put you over the edge? It literally <laughs> did. I was like, I cannot. You were like a paper chain kid and you chained off the 10th one and then the 11th day was still there and Honestly, you couldn't handle it. I could start crying thinking about the place that I got to <laughs> on day 11 where I was like, can I please go home? Yeah. Please. Yeah. So well, you're home now, Beth. Here Welcome we are. back. Home at last. Happy to be on the podcast recording with you. I'm going to work on my vibe. I'm sorry. I just feel like at any moment I could either fall asleep or start crying. I get it. I absolutely. Can I tell you while you were gone last week, I had just like one of my worst days. Jenna. It was so sad. I, but so anyway, I know I don't feel like the exhaustion level of like the physical things that you were going through on retreat, Mm -hmm. but I had a day like that where it was like, I need to sleep for the next 24 hours yeah. or I just need to cry mm-hmm. for three hours mm-hmm. and not stop. It oh feels like gosh. very dramatic. No, I get it. But I understand. Also, anyway, I'm not trying to say I understand like I know travel is like so much and not being home, etc. is like another level. No, but I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking. In case you're thinking that. You might be thinking that. You might be like, gals, calm down. Get a grip. <laughs> but I will say there was an added level of frustration, I think for both of us. Okay. Because my phone broke. <laughs> I did not have a phone. Yeah, I was going to cry for three hours because I could not get in touch with you, I'm Beth. just saying. No, I know. I feel That's like I super wasn't, frustrating. I wasn't even like, I couldn't even be with you because I'm just not getting messages, can't make calls, never <laughs> alone to make calls, even if I could. Anyway, just I'm sad I wasn't here for We're you. We're going to get you a travel phone, Beth. <laughs> Okay, like the CFRs. Yeah. <laughs> when I leave home, give me the little traveling flip phone. Yeah. There's our CFR plug every time. <laughs> every single week, we got to get something in there about them. Well, and luckily, I went to spiritual direction the day after I was just feeling a lot of stuff within the same 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So it felt like this was all the same day. But I had spiritual direction. It was just like, I basically was like, I can't even do spiritual direction mm. because I was like in such a horrible state. <laughs> state. Yeah. yeah. I was just word vomiting and crying for an hour. Friend. It was really sad. Yeah. Anyway, so as I was in spiritual direction, I was like, I think I just need a counselor. She was like, maybe, but we could just keep talking. I was yeah. like, great. <laughs> great. Well, I think it goes into, I mean, they, they touch. Totally. I think I have like guilt about like, should I not go into this? Because now it feels like counseling. Oh man, I have a big wound about that. Yeah. Like, is this pastoral counseling? Is this spiritual direction? Yeah. I want to stay. I don't want to get fired. You know what I mean? Totally. I don't (laughs) want to get dumped by my spiritual director. Sounds like you need a counselor, not me. (laughs) I'm dreading that email. (laughs) 
Jenna's spiritual director, if you're listening. Please don't fire me. You're not going to get fired, friend. But it's true that our our spiritual life is affected by our circumstances. Our prayer is influenced and, and shaped by our circumstances. So I think it's natural that it comes up. Yes. I think you're okay. Thanks. Your spiritual director loves you. She does, thankfully. Yeah, praise God. Yeah. Speaking of spiritual direction, yes. I went to a spiritual direction workshop with Father Boniface Hicks. You remember? Our we buddy. A, yeah. We well, he a, came in town for the podcast with us and we got him a gig. <laughs> no, St. Teresa. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's actually the opposite. He came in town to do this spiritual direction workshop and then basically on every Blessed Is She channel, I was talking about his books. And so he was kind enough to come on the podcast. He was very kind. So we met him on a, a Friday and then, or on a Thursday. And then that weekend I went to a spiritual direction workshop and it was honestly pretty life-changing. Wow. I have found that I'm different with people, not, not even in like a spiritual direction setting, just in friendship, meeting people after revival. My, the posture of my heart is different because of how he taught mm. to receive people. Wow. Yeah, how he taught us to receive people. Well, what, one of the things I loved about that episode, and I'm not going to remember it now, but it was just this idea of our hearts being like a landing place for people mm. has been something that's like really resonated with me and wow. something that's kind of keeps on stirring around in my head of this idea that I want to be a comfort to people. Mm. Like I want to be a person that someone can come to and like lay down and rest. Almost just imagining my heart as like a pillow. That's like their little spot that they can just rest on. What? Yeah. Anyway, I've just been mulling over that. Well, that is very beautiful. All that to say, I agree about like just receiving people and. Yeah. What a beautiful image though. Yeah. Like I'm... a heart-shaped pillow. I think another powerful thing that I loved. This is a reaction <laughs> podcast to the podcast we did with Father Boniface Hicks. Well, this is actually before we recorded with him, okay. which was probably terrifying for him. He was in my kitchen upstairs. I just walked over. Hey, Father, nice to meet you. And then I just started crying, telling him well, about were, something in prayer. I don't even remember what I was telling him. You were telling him a story. All, all I can remember these days is me crying, which is like rare for me. Yeah, I'm not, not like a big crier. So true. it's it's why it's like a lot. Anyway, all that to say, he was standing there and he was like, wow, ladies, didn't know we were going to go this deep. Did he say didn't that? He say something like that? I don't know. Maybe I was just thinking it inside. Like he's going to fire me now because I'm going too no, deep. No, no, no. I, I think the thing is when you encounter people like that, you just open up. Yes. You feel intuitively that you're safe and that you'll be received. Yes. So we experienced what he talked about in this spiritual direction workshop, just in his presence. This morning at Daily Mass, um, Father Clote talked about how holiness, the gospel is about um, do not throw pearls before swine. Mm. And he was talking about the pricelessness of pearls, especially in the, the time of the gospel. And for the Jews, swine were unclean. So these two things like could not go together. Mm -hmm. To us, it's just sort of a cliche thing we've heard in scripture, but like to put those next to each other was unfathomable mm. for people listening like to Jesus speak at that time. And he was talking about um, holiness as the pearl. Mm. And when you meet a person whose soul is like that precious, priceless pearl, 
there's something so attractive about them and you feel safe with them and you can't even put your finger on it's not just one characteristic it's ultimately it's god yes something else he said in this workshop i say it to myself multiple times a day not father Cloak. no father Father Boniface boniface hicks yeah he said god is love and holiness is to become like god which means holiness is love. Mm. Holiness is love. Just the how succinct that little, like almost mathematical formula mm-hmm. is, gave such clarity to me about the spiritual life and about my experience with people who are very holy, who I just, I feel that mm. attraction. I think that's what we experienced in the kitchen. It was. I just felt safe. Mm-hmm. and felt like I could be received, even though he had never met me before, yeah. <laughs> knew nothing about me. But I could just tell that this was a person that would receive me and hear me and be Jesus to me. His heart is a pillow. <laughs> His heart was my pillow. <laughs> but I do think like going deep is cool. There are so many things that I'm still mulling over from that workshop and just from being with Father Boniface. It was just so cool to spend time with him and to hear him teach. He has such a charism for teaching. He uses like beautiful words and images to help me understand my own experience that I could have never articulated before. Well, which is how you felt about the book in general. Totally. Yeah. It was the same listening to him speak. So he talked at one point about, you know, this is all in the context of spiritual direction and kind of cultivating and walking with people as they cultivate their interior life. Mm -hmm. And there was just this brief section on like why people stay on the surface, Mm. why some people really kind of don't want to go deep. Mm. And I've, I've met people like this and I'm like, you know. Yeah, you live in the deep. That's what Father Parks always says about you. Yeah, I do. It's where I want to be. I want to like, let's skip the small talk. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's get into our stuff, you know. And he said that there are people who do not want to go deep, who Mm. are, who go out rather than come in because they're afraid of what they might find. What does going out mean? Uh, you know, just like busyness, activities, mm. relationships, like this very externally driven life. Made me think about sports fans. I can't. If you <laughs> insult sports fans again, we're going to lose the whole thing. Well, newsflash, I've become a sports fan <laughs> in the last week. So... I get it. Okay. I now, I get you it a little bit. started raising your hands for the Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> I kind of did. I mean, I like got up. I was excited. Go Bucks. Anyway, so, <laughs> some people go out because they're afraid of what they might find. And he shared this quote from uh, St. Teresa of Avila said, there are souls so ill and so accustomed to being involved in external matters that there is no remedy nor does it seem they can enter into themselves. I know. Wow. I know. So this is why we have to be detached from the world because if all of our concerns are outward, relationships, possessions, money, success. Politics. Yeah. If, that, if we're living outwardly and we're, we don't go in, if we don't plunge into the unloveliness, as St. Augustine said, we have to 
allow Jesus to encounter us in our unloveliness in order to see the lovely things that he created. Wow. But we can be so distracted and so caught up or driven even by those external things that we don't go in. Wow. One other just mention he made was just in reference to shame that there are people who maybe it's not these external factors distracting them, but instead there's there's a real deep pain mm. of shame or sin or yeah abuse, like something that happened to us. You're just trying to push it down and get through it and get on with your life. And if you were to go inside, if you were to enter into the interior life, you'd have to encounter all of that stuff again. Well, back to my horrible day last week. I can feel myself in the externals of so much of my life because I'm juggling a lot of things. There's like a lot of balls in the air that I'm constantly having to juggle and manage. Mm -hmm. When I was in spiritual direction and I had gone to my holy hour the day before Mm -hmm. and like really tried to like talk to the Lord about it. I, I couldn't get anywhere while in spiritual direction. It was like I stopped for the first time Mm. because when I'm not in spiritual direction, I'm like doing my life and I'm in chaos and, and it's all beautiful. Like all that to say, I am, I'm not like suffering. There's nothing wrong. So I like almost even felt like I was being like a brat. Like I don't deserve to like feel so overwhelmed by life. You know, I was able to actually stop. And the externals were set aside and I could like look at my life and say, Mm. I'm insanely overwhelmed. Mm. Like be validated, be told like the Lord's in it with you. All of those things that I I know. Yeah. But I think at times we can be on just that hamster wheel and like not even realize that there's a depth with which we can plunge into because there's just so much happening on the surface that's like real and practical that needs to be managed. Totally. I hear what you're saying. So it's not, you're not avoiding the interior life. You're just literally, yeah. there's so much all the time Yeah. that it's hard to even find the time or make the space. And when you do, you can't even calm your mind down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I think I treasure like spiritual direction so much or the weekly holy hour, because this is the only time I can stop mm. doing all of the things. So this is the only time I can rest for a minute. And only then can I find my rest in the Lord and like be with him. But I wonder if that is one of the reasons that Mm. we don't go deep. Yeah. Is there's just like, I can't like, not even like I'm afraid or there's something ugly there. I don't want to see, but there's just a lot to be done. Even when I'm doing my like 15 minutes of prayer every day, it's still like, it's a lot happening all the time. Yeah. Did he have an answer for that on here? The answer key? How do we break through? That's the next section. Oh, here we go. Buckle up. Unconditional love. This is from his own book. The key to entering into the innermost places of our being is knowing that we are loved unconditionally. Even those seemingly ugly and exiled parts of us, poor and weak as they are, are truly loved. Indeed, are especially loved. Wow. It sounds like that was your experience of spiritual direction. Yeah. To stop, to kind of get the bird's eye view like, wow, just objectively, this is a lot. And then to put over that the lens of the Lord's love. Yeah. 
Another thing I've really struggled with as a sanguine, major sanguine, mm. is that I don't think there's much depth to me. You know those birds that like come down and just like skim the water and then go back up? Well, they're getting a drink. Yeah, and just getting a little drink. I'm not going for a whole swim. <laughs> just a yeah, little thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but... Yeah, I can see myself being that. I mean, I think that's very beautiful. Like hovering over the water and coming down to get a drink yeah. and like knows their dependence upon the water. I'm not saying I'm feeling I do that anymore. I think in spiritual direction, I've realized and really welcomed a depth to myself that I didn't know existed. What I think you're describing as shallowness is actually faith. It is. It's like an ease of faith. Totally. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. Sanguines are easily faithful. And then they're like Peter. and They're just walking away for a minute. Got to get back on the boat. But they come back. Yeah, we come back. I've just grown into not embracing 100% sanguineness of myself or superficiality Mm -hmm. and instead have let the Lord into my life and he's gone deeper than I ever even knew could exist in me. I think what, what we're kind of dancing around is just holiness. Like no matter your temperament, no matter your experience, your past, your preferences, the answer is the same for you, for me, for every human being on planet earth is personal holiness. Yeah. And I do think just kind of in the vein of this conversation, spiritual direction does help us to find that, that personal vocation of holiness, that ultimate vocation of holiness but I think it's the answer to everything. It's the answer to evangelization. It's the answer to worry, fear, anxiety. It's the answer to purpose and happiness mm-hmm. and virtue. It's the answer to the good life. Yeah. It's a different kind of good life than the world promises, but it's the best life. Yeah. We can live a life, a beautiful, fun, mm-hmm. incredible life. Yeah, on great, the surface. Great family. Yes. Great friends. Like my job. Yeah. Nice vacation every year. Great morals. Yeah. Values. Totally. Or we can live a life that is walking with our Savior mm-hmm. and Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between waking up celebratory or waking up with our minds on Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a depth there. I don't know that you can't know until you know. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. It's so true. I remember, you know, years ago, kind of thinking about my life or my year, month, like what is there to look forward to? Mm. You know, kind of always looking forward to the next thing, even, even in prayer, like the next answered prayer or my vocation or whatever it might be. And then as I like journey with the Lord, as I respond more mm. and more, to his invitation to drop my nets into deep water. Wow. I go deeper and those things kind of make their way to the surface. And I'm I'm suddenly just like drowned in who he is and in his life. And there's like a recollection to my life of just him. Mm. Father Burns said it recently in a, a homily, a life-changing homily while we were in Milwaukee, that prayer 
eventually becomes not about consolations, but just about being with him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens when we go deep with the Lord. We have to press past all of the surface distractions and concerns even. And then we encounter that, that ugliness or that unloveliness, our pain, like keep going deeper and deeper. And eventually all of that you're going to leave behind at the surface and in the depths is just the Lord and you become consumed just by the Lord. It's not about the next thing with the Lord, the project for the Lord, the ministry you're doing with the Lord. It's just about relationship with the Lord and everything else works itself out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like what you quoted earlier from St. Teresa of Avila. We're just involved in the external matters. Yeah. But you're saying, and she's saying, keep going mm-hmm. and those will work themselves out float yeah. to the top they almost become don't worry i think the lord said that yeah like, wow jenna yeah you know they become superfluous yes. even though they're 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 important things people yeah. are important our lives are important work is important but if we really dive deep with the lord if we allow ourselves to be totally consumed in him by him that is trust. That is surrender. Everything else will work itself out. Yeah. I think there might even be a fear in women and, and correct me, you've talked to and, and been with, walked with a lot more women than I have, but is there a fear of if I go deep with the Lord, I like can't spend that much time in prayer? He spoke about this at the workshop. He said in previous generations, there was kind of this understanding in the church that the contemplative life was the only way to the unitive way of prayer, kind of in the tradition of, of the mystics and our understanding of holiness. Yes. Unitive way is, is where is reserved for priests and religious. But people who live an active life, you know, they can make their way through purgative and even illuminative, but unitive is really just for people who can spend all day in prayer. Yes. But Father Boniface said the unitive way is for everyone. Wow. And that was... It was honestly so freeing to me because I think even like in my own vocation discernment and 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 active life of ministry and just how I've heard other people talk about holiness, I've always thought, how can I ever get there? But for Father to say, no, the unitive way is for everyone. He said like, can you imagine if we had a parish full of people living the unitive way? how transformational that parish would be for the church and for the world. One parish, well, and really even one soul to pursue this holiness in the active life, in your vocation, is possible. Indeed, it's for every soul. Now, it does take intentionality. Right. You can't dive into the deep and not have a weekly holy hour or, you know, holy conversations or, you know, it's not about one thing. It's really about a, a lifestyle of pursuing God. And I think in a practical way, m- maybe moms might feel like, well, I can't get away for an hour or whatever that is because my kids and yeah. et cetera. And I can find myself doing that. Like, I don't have time to pray right now. I have a lot of things to do, which we talk about all the time, but I've really like practically lived out this experience over Mm. the past year that because of a devotion to the Lord Mm. and a desire to be with him intimately in prayer, my vocation has 
drastically changed. Wow. And the living of my vocation as a wife and mom has drastically changed. I think any fears there are of, I don't have the time to do it or whatever might be holding you back. I just want to encourage you to let that go Mm. because he has such an incredibly deeper experience for you to live your everyday life. Mm -hmm. If only we made the time to be with him. And I think Jenna, there's a direct correlation between the joy, the love, the depth that you're experiencing in your vocation is directly a result of the time you're spending intentionally in prayer every single day. Right. The Lord is taking you deeper here. And all of these gifts that he's already given you are somehow becoming more beautiful. And, and you're understanding, I think, the gravity of them and the beauty of them in a new way because the Lord is unveiling that in prayer. Yes. And then I think living an active life, right, as a mom working in ministry, because you're rooted, because you're anchored in that personal prayer time, that being with the Lord in your vocation and in your work, living your active life is richer. Yes. And you're more connected to the Lord because of that time in prayer. So you're changing diapers. You can be with the Lord. You're making dinner. You can be with the Lord interiorly. But that's very hard to do if you're not anchored in intentional time, no matter how long that time is, every single day. Yeah, totally agree. Co-signed. Honestly, where I'm at in prayer right now because of my new spiritual director is shocking to me. I'm like, have I ever prayed before? Did I ever know the Lord? But she's so good at just saying like, you're here because of everything the Lord has been doing for the last 20 years. 20 years. And I still feel like I know nothing. Totally. Because there's always, there's always deeper with the Lord. Like I'm coming so deep and then I'm like, oh, that's not the end. Like we'll never come to the end of it. Yeah. So beautiful. But I am finding the externals mm-hmm. are lifting. Yeah. You know, like so much of my prayer, so much of my preoccupation in prayer was about my vocation and this timeline and what is the Lord doing? And my preoccupation now just totally as a grace of God. My preoccupation is like with Jesus, just to be with him, to like taste this intimacy that I've encountered in prayer that's deeper and more satisfying than anything I've ever experienced in my life. And now I like crave that. Yeah, I don't need answers. I don't need images. Like I just need him. You know, JP2 rolled out during his pontificate his pastoral plan for the third millennium. I did know this, Beth. I know, because I <laughs> tell everybody this. So I'm telling all of you. His pastoral plan for the third millennium is personal holiness. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It wasn't like a 10-step. No. 10-step evangelistic plan. No, it's we not. We got to throw out this whole podcast season. Here's, <laughs> here's the thesis. But th- this is exactly it. Yeah. Like evangelization, if you want to evangelize, you want your family to to come to know the Lord, personal holiness for you. If you want to change the culture, your school, politics, our country, personal holiness. It's literally the only thing you can control. You can pursue the Lord. You can meet him in prayer. He can change you. I'm like so blown away by that. It's crazy. Personal holiness is the answer to everything. 
Buckle up, guys. We've just gotten started. <laughs> Seriously. You want to pray? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much for the gift of this moment, to be able to breathe in your presence, Lord. We thank you, God, for always showing up, for never leaving us alone. We ask, Lord, for a fresh outpouring of faith, a reigniting of our faith in you, in your word. Stir up in us, Holy Spirit, to yearn for you, to come closer and closer to you, that we would lay everything aside and just swim in your grace. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here in this moment and in the next. We give you today, God. It's all yours. Do with us what you will. We give you all of the glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Beatty. Jenna, good to see you. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.